Hey friend, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you are here today. And guess what? I have some exciting news and I can't wait to share it with you. I wanna personally invite you to the Called and Confident Virtual Summit, which is coming up. It's gonna be on Saturday, April 1st. It's gonna be 10 a.m. to about 12.30 Eastern Standard Time. And I want you to be there. It's virtual, so it doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you can jump on Zoom, you can join in with us. It is gonna be an amazing time. And so if you have been around and you've been hanging with us here in the Called and Confident community for a little bit, then you might have been present at the first workshop that we did last June. And so we had an amazing time last June. I called on my sisters and they came and they helped me to share and really start the movement and the message of Called and Confident and what does it mean to be called by God? What does it mean to confidently walk in your calling? So Janata, Mel, and Kim came and they all shared and it was amazing. They all did incredible. I love them so much. They are my sisters. And so they've all been on the show individually. So you probably have heard from them. But just in case you missed the workshop, just in case you're not sure what to expect today, I want to rewind it back to June and do a recap so you can kind of get a feel of what it was like at the workshop, because this is exactly what you can expect at the virtual summit that's coming up. And so this time at the virtual summit, I'm so excited because I've called on some more sisters, some more mighty kingdom women. So I have seven kingdom women joining me. They are each and every one of them are amazing. They have powerful messages. They are true women of God, women who love God, women who love others, women who support and teach and coach and share. And so each of them are going to be such a blessing at the upcoming summit. And I know you're going to be blessed by it. And the thing that is really amazing, the thing that I also love about it is all of them individually have been on the podcast as well. So you probably have heard from them there as well. So I want you to definitely be in attendance at the virtual summit. This is something that you do not want to miss. So if you always have all these great ideas swirling around in your head, you know that God has called you, but you're not sure what to do next. You're not sure how to unlock all that God has for you. Then you need to be in attendance at the virtual summit. So the summit is going to be very much like the podcast, except it's almost like a live experience. So you'll be there with us right in the room. It won't just be me and the guests. It'll be me, the guests, all the women, it'll be you in the room and they will be able to share and impart, answer questions, pray. It's just going to be a beautiful time in the Lord and I'm excited about it. I can't wait for it. So I want you to definitely be there. You can register at calledandconfidentsummit.com. So go to calledandconfidentsummit.com and then at the top you can just click virtual summit all the information's there. I'll also have it linked in the show notes so you can just click the link and go right there to sign up for the summit because I really hope that you'll be there. But today, let's jump back into the recap so you can get an idea what it was like at the workshop last June. Let's go. Hey friend, welcome to the Called and Confident podcast where you will find strategies and solutions to discover your calling, get unstuck, and move in the direction that God is leading you. I'm Shayla and for many years I struggled doing all of the things, but still wondered what was my true purpose. I did a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it just didn't feel like it was all coming together or making the impact that I had expected. I just felt like there was still so much more. Have you been feeling stuck in life and wondering if God has forgotten about you? If so, I can totally relate. My mission is to help you take action on your God-given assignment so you can confidently live healthy, healed, and whole. 
If you're ready to say yes to your calling and start moving forward, then you're in the right place. Girl, it's time for a little sister chat. You grab the popcorn, I'll grab the peanut M&Ms and meet me on the couch. Let's get started. Number one, having a submitted heart. Again, a heart that is solely trusting in God, not trusting in man, not trusting in yourselves, not trusting in money, not trusting in the culture, but trusting in the God who created you, the one who called you, the one who is giving you the confidence through him, through Jesus Christ. And so having that submitted heart, there are a couple of scriptures that I want to uh, lift up today in reference to this. First of all, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 in the Amplified Version, it says, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. Don't rely on your own understanding in all your ways. Know and acknowledge and recognize him and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. And so the called and confident woman, her heart is submitted. And I dare not even uh, forget to realize that not just a, a woman who has a submitted heart, but a repentant heart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hallelujah. She is not just submitted unto the Lord in her heart, in her thought, in her attitude, in her behavior, in her demeanor, but the called and confident woman is repentant unto the Lord thy God every day of her life she's coming and she's asking the Lord father search my heart try me yes. know me find if there be anything in me that is not like you God I want to be clean God wash me with hyssop purge me God the woman the called and confident woman has a repentant heart she is not allowing the ways of this world the things around her the chaos hallelujah and the confusion of the enemy to settle in her heart hallelujah because she knows that the issues of life are in her heart and she has to come before the Lord to repent. My God, my God. And so she's not only repented, hallelujah, but she's not moved. When the devil comes in like a flood, she knows and she trusts in the strong tower, Jesus Christ, because she knows that he's gonna lift up that standard. She knows that he's not going to leave her by the wayside because the Lord said he would never leave us nor forsake us. She knows that God is a father who will never, hallelujah, leave her without the answers. Because if she's lacking wisdom, he said, come unto me and ask, and I will give it unto you liberally. And so her heart is submitted and she's repentant. The second scripture I want to lift up in relation to having a submitted, repentant heart is James 4 verses seven through 10, Amplified Classic. It says, so be subject to God. Again, having that submitted repentant heart, resist the devil, stand firm against him and he will flee from you. Hallelujah. Come close to God and he will come close to you. Recognize that you are sinners. Get your soil hands clean. Realize that you have been disloyal wavering individuals with divided interest and purify your hearts. This part right here got me of your spiritual adultery. The called and confident woman, hallelujah. That is why she's remaining in that place of submission. That is why her heart every day when she awakens, she's consecrating her, her heart unto the Lord because she does not want to have spiritual adultery operating in her. She wants to be clean. She wants to be pure. 
Verse nine, as you draw near to God, be deeply penitent and grieve, my God, and even weep over your disloyalty. Let your laughter be turned to grief and your mirth to dejection and heartfelt shame for your sins, repentance. Humble yourselves, feeling very insignificant in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up and make your life significant. The calm and confident woman is not looking for a stage. She's not looking for a platform. She's not in people's DMs in their inboxes trying to see if she can get a ministry engagement. She's waiting on the Lord. Wait, I say on the Lord, called and confident woman. Submit, repent your heart, repent in your heart unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second thing, hallelujah, my sisters, that the called and confident woman has the defining factor. Hallelujah. Number two is a surrendered will. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Somebody, somebody is saying, God, I need to repent right now. God, I don't want another moment to pass by. God, I repent in my heart, God, for anything I've allowed to take your space. God, I want you to be Lord of my life, Lord of my heart. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Confidence explored. Confidence done God's way is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something, a firm trust. And I also got this definition from Google. But what I love about this, uh, this definition is it talks about relying on someone and having a firm trust. Guys, that firm trust is God. The person who we rely on is God. Therefore, confidence isn't anything that you uh, can conjure up within yourself, but confidence is trusting the one who gave you the abilities, the knowledge and skills and talents that you have. The other definition that I saw was the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. Feeling certain about the truth of something. Here we go. All right, come on, God. Come on. <laughs> right? So what does this mean? It means that you must shift the weight of your calling back to God. See, I was trying to find confidence in myself. My truth states all of these great things about me. You're musical, you're talented, and you have all these things going on for you. But I was relying on my own strength. I had to shift the weight of my calling back to God. And I know many of you are probably saying, I can identify with that because what I'm carrying, what I possess feels like a weight at times. It feels like, God, is this what you really want me to do? Is this what you've called me to do? You have to shift the weight and it takes the pressure off of you relying on yourself. Don't rely in the ability, but rely in the person who gave you the ability. And that's God. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So when you see this, let this be the thing that uh, confirms, if you will, that all of what you have was given to you by God. Therefore, you have no need to worry because God goes before you and he knows the plans that he has for you. So when the enemy comes in like a flood and he's telling you, I don't think you should write that book. I don't think that you should move forward with doing that blog. I know you said you want to do videos, but you don't have the right equipment. The devil is a liar. For God knows the plans that he has for you, 
not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. Trust in the one who gave you the ability, the calling that you possess. Shift the weight. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Shift the weight onto the one who gave you the gift. If you're lacking confidence in your calling, I wanna just leave you with a couple of things that the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit. You are equipped. The definition of equipped is to supply with the necessary items for a particular purpose, to be given the right tools. God has equipped you with the right tools. So when you are doubting all that God has called you to do, know that you are already equipped. Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, everyone on this line within the sound of my voice has a purpose. All things work together. When you are discouraged, when you are feeling like, I don't even know what to do. I'm about to throw the towel in because you know what? I don't know what to do. Again, I need you to shift that weight of the calling back onto God because he is the one who has entrusted you with all that he's placed in you. And I think sometimes where we seem to, you know, we seem to hit a stumbling block is where again, we try to figure things out on our own, but trust the gift giver, not the gift. You are validated. When you are starting to question your calling, know that you are validated. To validate means to check or prove the validity or accuracy of something to approve. You are approved by God. It seems as if, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs, when you are starting out on a new endeavor, you are looking for the validation from those closest to you. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes it won't always be there. Sometimes it's never there. The family member, the close friend, the church members, don't look for it from them. You are validated by God. Psalms 139 and 14, the NIV version says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So when you are questioning your ability, when you're wondering, well, how come this one didn't like my post? Or how come, you know, I, I mentioned this business venture to a close friend. We've been friend for, friends for 20 years. And I, you know, I didn't like the response that she gave me because it was a little bit negative. Remember that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God validates you and you need no other validation but from God. Okay, 1 Samuel 17, 45, and it reads, then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a, with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts and the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Now, this is a popular story of David and Goliath, and you all know that story. So just to give you just a brief um, synopsis of that story, this is when David, okay, a shepherd boy came to the battle of Goliath, who was pursuing the Israelites army at the time. And everyone was afraid, okay? The trained uh, military, the army, everyone was afraid. The King Saul at the time, even he was afraid and no one would pursue Goliath. But here was David. David was, 
not afraid to pursue Goliath because he had God. And I love that Kim spoke about the confidence in God because worldly confidence have you confident in yourself, your accolades, your abilities, and what you can do. But the called and confident woman, we are only confident because we know the power of God. David was only able to defeat the to defeat Goliath because he had the power of God. He was confident and not his ability, not his armor, not the tools, not the javelin, nothing. He was only confident in God. And so in today's, the world, the world that we live in today, they want you to be confident in things. But I can tell you and assure you that in the next few years, even the things that we were once confident in, we can no longer be confident in because things are shifting and changing. And so in order to be prosperous in this time that we are living in, you can only, the confident woman can only be confident in God. Amen. So I like to say to you today, every woman here has a Goliath to say. As I was preparing for this message, God gave me a visual of just women, women who may be afraid. You see the injustice going on in America. You see the generational curses in your bloodline. You see the things and the crime rate that is happening in your neighborhood, and you see the giant, but there's not been one person who's been able to slay this thing. Let me tell you, we have got and so um, comfortable and so what what is the word that I'm looking for we have gotten so numb to the things that we see where we have become so discouraged that oh my god poverty has been in my bloodline for 20 years and it seems like it's trickling down on me and my family it's never going to change oh my god it hasn't been a woman in this type of position in this many years and it seems like it's not going to happen or oh my god there's been so many senseless violence and killings happening and it just seems like and what's happening is we're becoming discouraged because the enemy seems like he's winning and no one has the confidence to pursue Goliath anymore because Goliath has been winning in these arenas. But God is saying, I am calling you, the person who is here now to slay that Goliath, that person to slay uh, poverty in your bloodline, that person to slay divorce in the spirit of singlenessness in your bloodline. I am calling you that thing that irritates you, that thing that you see and you and you begin to get angry. You have a righteous anger. God says you see it and you're frustrated and you're angry because I have called you to slay that, that Goliath. And the enemy, he has been very successful in getting you out of that job because he wants you to look at your armor. He wants you to look at what you don't have. He wants you to look at, man, you know, everybody's suited and booted and they're ready for battle, but look at me. All I got is a tank. All I got is some hoodie and some Tims on. I don't know where you at. All I got is some air, for, all I got is some stilettos on. How am I going to be able to do it? But God is saying he wants to change your attention. He doesn't want you to look at your outer armor. Come on, Holy Ghost. He don't want you to look at what you do or what you don't have. He wants you to begin to look at him. God, if you are showing me this. If you are showing me this, I am confident that, that I can take this down. If you are making me so angry with this thing, and this thing has not been broken in my bloodline, then surely you have called me to pursue. Oh my God, surely you have called me to pursue this thing. Some of you have been looking at women being abused and mistreated, youth being abused and mistreated. You have looked at something and it doesn't look right and it angers you. And 
God is saying that that anger and that frustration is an indication that I am calling you to pursue this thing. You have been asking God, oh, should I pursue this thing? Can I really do this thing? Man, this thing is big. This thing is powerful. This thing has killed so many people in my family. So many women have been a victim to this thing. God, are you sure it's me? Can I pursue? And I am here today telling you, yes. The second thing we have to do is commit and course correct. Commit and course correct. Uh, Psalms 37, 23 um, says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every details, uh, detail of their lives. So we first and foremost have to commit. Somebody said that. I heard somebody say that earlier as well. We have to commit to the calling. We have to commit to what God has called us to do. And you might not be fully comfortable with it. You might not really understand what it looks like. It might seem overwhelming. It might seem like a bit too much. You might want to say, well, hold on, God. I don't know about all of that. But you need to commit today to walk in the calling that God has for you. You got to commit on today that you know what, God, I don't understand it. I don't understand the pieces of it. I don't understand how in the world I'm going to get there from where I am today, but I am committing God to walk with you. I'm committing to confidently throw my confidence in you, God, and walk along this path to get to all that you have for me. So we have to commit first, and then we have to be willing to course correct. Because many times, this is where, this is where I struggle. So this is how it works for me. God gives me an idea or he shows me something. I'm like, oh, okay, great. And because I'm a doer, I like to like take off in a full sprint. Like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's get it done. And then I get very frustrated along the way because I'm like, now God, it's not doing what you said it was going to do. It's not, nothing's happening. Uh, this isn't working. It's not coming together. What is going on? So many times I have gotten ahead of God. God may be showing me something way down the line and I have gotten ahead of him in my excitement in my energy and my enthusiasm about it and then when I don't see it unfolding I get very frustrated and I'm like God what is this you said you told me to do this you told me to blah 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 and so many times God has had to reel me in say Shayla bring it in bring it in I didn't tell you to, to take off yet or I didn't tell you to do that yet so many times God has had to teach me how to course correct God has had to teach me to calm down and sit down somewhere and wait for him to give me the instructions to walk it out. And many times I have started along the path that I know God told me to do. And along the path somewhere, he said, we're going we're gonna to do this now. We're going to go this way now. And I had to lay down the thing or lay down the thing we were working on or lay down the thing I know he told me to do. And I had to lay it down right where it was and course correct with him and go another way. And so that's very uncomfortable, but we have to get to a place where we are committed and comfortable enough to course correct when he calls us to do so. We have to get to the place in God where we trust him so much that he can say, I need you to leave from here and go there. And if you remember the story of Abraham, Abraham, he told him, leave this place and go to a place that I will show you. He didn't even know where he was going. He didn't even give him any more than that. And many times God will do us that way as he, as he's working on our trust with him, as he's working on perfecting us in him, he'll say, leave this and go there. Don't do this and do that. Put that down and move over here. 
stop that and start this. And that is very, very uncomfortable. But I believe many of you are in a place today where God is calling you to course correct. I believe you're in a place today where you have been doing the will of God. You have been doing what he called you to do and, and it's no longer bearing fruit. And God is saying, lay that down. We're now going this way. Lay that down. We're now going to do this. I remember how God, we have to obey him and we have to just go with the plan. We have to go with the flow of the spirit. The Holy Spirit moves and flows and we have to ebb and flow with him or we're going to be left behind or we're going to be left in a stuck place, very confused. So my prayer for you today is that you will truly, truly commit to your calling, whether you know what it is, whether you understand it or whether you have no clue. My prayer for you today is that you will commit to your calling and then that you will be willing to course correct as God leads you. As God leads you and shifts you and turns you and moves you and makes you feel very uncomfortable. My prayer for you today is that you will will, you will yield to Holy Ghost. My prayer for you today is that you will not resist him, but you will surrender to the will of God. All right, sis, I know you have to get back to your day, but I hope this was helpful and I pray it blessed you tremendously. Before you go, can you leave me a written review for the show on Apple Podcasts and share this with another sister who is ready to confidently walk in her calling? Oh, and don't forget to connect with me on social media. I appreciate you and I want you to know that I'm praying for you. Just remember, God's got it and God's got you. Talk to you soon.